Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Number 43. Come on, baby. Come with me. Come with me, Gork. The main host. The one who knows the most. Don't mean to brag. Don't mean to boast. But I'm intercontinental and I eat a French toast. The Beastie Boys, oh. Yeah, the boys with their beastie toys. Oh, I wonder what that means. Hmm. Let me hone in on the one they call Void. What? Guess who it is, Void. I know it's Gorky Poo. Gorky Poo. It's a Voidy Poo. Uh, How you doing, buddy? Good. I did something today. That's good for me to hear, yeah. Can you guess what I did? You wiped your ass without any toilet paper. No, no, that was yesterday. Oh. What you do? Yeah, um, uh, let me try again. Okay. We've been talking about it on the podcast. You got a hold of Gary Coleman? No, 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 no. God damn it. Trying to get a hold of him is tough. What? Um. What do we say at the end of the podcast sometimes? Oh, we leave in peace. Before that. Until next week? No. Remember you, John Papanito, and you are running? Oh, yeah. Yeah, vote for president. Ah, that's what I did today. Oh, you voted for me. Yes.
guess you could say that. Well, you aren't on the ballot, then. What? It would be only, only one vote. I wrote a stern letter to the damn government. They're supposed to give me a ballot. God damn it. You know what we do. What? Today, we cover the second portion of your server called Spine on Earth. Oh, wow, interesting. In the most important anatomical structure there. Oh. On the bottom portion, you know. The yes. brachial plexus. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, I have to plug in phone because I don't want to die and end the call. So I'll be right back, going to grab water and power cord. If you don't plug in phone, you'll die. No, no, the phone will die. Oh, okay. Okay, I was confused. Waiting for void. Waiting for void. Waiting for void. Waiting for void. The void of void. There is no more void. Void is always gone. Why is that? Pra. Yeah, now we're going to have the second portion, you know. Last episode, we went over the cervical plexus, where, you know, we talked about a little bit of brachial plexus and the meaning of brachial, where it relates to the arms, you know. So I told everybody, you know, wave your brachials to and fro to reach down to your meninges down below. Wait, wait, wait. If you are female, oh, ho, ho, you can go ahead and grab your camel toe. Whoa! Camel toe. Mm -hmm. Hey, Void. Speaking of camel toe. Oh, yes. You mean moose knuckle. Moose knuckle. That's when a man has camel toes called moose knuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vertical lips. Say something again. I'm adjusting my headphones. Something again. I'm adjusting my headphones. All right, cool. I'm ready to go and take in information. Oh, got the Twitter. Why is Twitter going off? Fuck you. Tweet, tweet away. So, let's go at the beginning of the root of the neck. This brachial plexus comes. And come it shall all over your face. It will pass through the axilla. What the fuck is an axilla? Well, I'll tell you right now. What? What? Yes. You mumble something? No. You sure? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I heard you say something right when I was uh, cutting you off. I said, uh-huh. Oh, it says that the axilla 
is a name for a location found underneath what is called the glenohumeral joint, where the thorax meets the upper limbs. Whoa. It's also called a passageway for nerves in muscular structures to pass in order to serve the upper limbs, a.k.a. your brachials. Goddamn Twitter. That thing well, goes... Off. What? Turn off notifications. Your mama? No, I need those. I need those to hear all the stupid things that people say. Yeah, it's very good, you know, to consume such stupid things. Yeah, my opinion's this. My opinion's this, and I believe this, this is my opinion. And everyone else is wrong because he didn't come to the same logical conclusion as I. Ha ha ha. That is the summary of Twitter. From Gork Mouth. Anyways, if one wants to see a picture of this shit, aka, you know what I mean, you're Axela. Yeah, Axilla the Godzilla. Now, the glenohumeral joint is uh, your shoulder joint. For those who did not know, did you know, Void? What? What your uh, glenohumeral joint is? No, please enlighten me. I just said it. What are you doing? Stop. Stop it now. Put down the meninges, Void. What is that? Why, because you didn't even hear me. I told you what the glenohumeral joint was. I'll say it again. It is your goddamn shoulder joint. Ah, okay. Okay. In the axilla is the space basically where the nerves and blood vessels exit. At the armpit. So, glenohumeral joint, shoulder joint, axilla is your armpit. Yes, nice and stinky axilla. Basically, the axilla is a tunnel. Whoa. Yep. As I mentioned last episode, the brachial plexus is comprised uh, by spinal nerves C5, C6, C7, and C8. And some of T1. Teach me anatomy, which is source number one, has explained that many like to break down the brachial plexus into five main parts, Void. These five points of the brachial plexus is composed of what are called roots, trunks, divisions, corns, corns, cords, that's what I mean, cords, and the branches. It was then conveyed that a good mnemonic is, read that damn cadaver book. I think that is too dumb. Why would you remember a mnemonic for something on top of what you're trying to use that mnemonic, mnemonic to remember things for? It's like you're doing extra work just so you can remember something. Simple as five words. You know? Yeah, just remember. Roots, trunks, divisions, cords, and branches. Roots, trunks, divisions, cords, and branches. What the hell is so hard to remember about that? Anywho. The nerves are like everything else. You know. Trees. Bushes. Roots. Rivers. 
and what have you. I think that should be enough to help you remember. You know, the roots of trunks, divisions, cords, and branches. Do the dances in your body with the central nervous system extending out to the peripheral. So, it's also noted that there aren't any differences between the function of these five di divisions. It's just part of the anatomy that helps people break down the location as to where different innervations and formations occur. By this, I mean both motor and sensory innervation occurs with all five branches and divisions. You know, all five divisions, I mean. Roots are basically the anterior portion. See episode 41 for details on the Remy. It's also important that the posterior roots, a.k.a. the Remy on your posterior part of your spine or nerves, are not nearly as complicated as they are in your front. They just innervate the posterior skin and musculature that helps on their posture of people trying to stand up. Otherwise, they become like the hunchback of a Notre Dame. Yes, that's what sucked, that the inability to move and hamper people, people who have that must feel excruciating pain, especially in their discs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after the Remy, the anterior Remy, that is, from the brachial plexus, they exit between what are called the anterior and the medial scalene muscles. These muscles are deep in reference to your sternocleidomastoid muscle in your trapezius. But they are also part of the muscles that define what is called the posterior triangle of your neck. We mentioned it in the last episode, remember, Void? And if you don't know what that is, that's a sign you should either go back and listen all over again, or start paying attention. Void? Yep. Yes. Stop picking your nose to play with meninges and sending pictures to women while we're trying to do something serious. How do you know? No, just kidding. No, I know you know. You know I know. That you know, I know, I know. Oh, back to topic. So, after the brachial plexus exits the posterior triangle as Void starts making those wheezing sounds, between the medial and anterior scalene muscles, the plexus then travels just posterior or deep to your clavicles. Where it goes to the axilla. Isn't that funny how we learned about axilla prior to learning about the anterior and the medial scalene muscles? Where they come to first? Why axilla is uh, put there on teachmeanatomy.com prior to, you know, the muscles, medial and anterior scalene muscles, that is. Don't understand that. They come before the axilla. At the base of the neck is where we have this brachial plexus diverged to form the three separate trunks, known as the superior trunk, middle trunk, and inferior trunks. C5, C6. Are you being choked to death, Void? You sound like someone is squeezing your neck. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. 
You you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just worried. You will sound like a dying old man. No. Okay. Now where was I? Three separate trunks. Superior, middle, inferior. C5, C6 are known as the superior trunks. C7 is known for forming the middle trunk, while C8 and T1 are known for the inferior trunk of the brachial plexus. Now there you go. Those are the trunks. From the roots they arise. When this convergence occurs, you then have the trunks break into two separate branches for each of the brachial plexus trunks. This branching out is said to occur within the posterior triangle. For each three trunks, the superior, middle, and inferior trunks, there is an anterior and posterior branch for each of them, making a six branches. As one could easily assume, one branch will innervate the front, and another will innervate the back. Whoa. It's then said that after all that work of diverging, these branches then converge again as they come out the axilla back into what are called cords of the brachial plexus. Isn't that nice, Void? Yes. Yeah, they go. They separate and then come back together. Isn't that just beautiful? Yes. This is why humans are fucked up, Void. What is that? They're so complicated. There's things that they don't need to do in their body. They are made up of over so many complicated things. Pah. There are three known cords after they exit the axilla void. They are called the posterior cord, the medial cord, and the lateral cord. The posterior cord is formed by the posterior branches of the superior, middle, and inferior trunks. The medial cord consists of the anterior divisions of the inferior trunks. Then the lateral cord is formed by the anterior branches of the superior and the middle trunks. These three cords give rise to the five branches, which are known for innervating the muscles and skin of the arms. That's why it's called the brachial plexus. Isn't that wonderful? The first branch listed on teachmeanatomy.com is the musculocutaneous nerve. Then we have axillary nerve for the second, median nerve for the third, radial nerve for the fourth, and the fifth nerve is the ulnar nerve. Oh, 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 oh. and away we go down the rabbit hole, right, avoid? Wobbity 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 wop. Let's go to uh, the branch number one, the musculo musculocutaneous nerve, emerging from the lateral cord, is the musculocutaneous nerve, which is known for originating from the spinal nerve roots C5, C6, and C7. Whoa. The motor functions of the musculocutaneous nerve are said to be innervation of your brachials. Or, I mean, your brachialis, your biceps brachii, 
and your corobrachialis. Corobrach... Corobrachialis, yeah. Muscles. If one does a quick search, they will find that the brachialis muscle helps flex the elbow along with the biceps. It appears to be just lateral outside and beneath the biceps brachii. The biceps brachii, as one could easily assume, are the two famous muscles that a lot of people like to show off as if they are strong because they can flex large biceps, which is completely arbitrary, Void. Not, o- not only is strength a relation to your neurological connection between the muscles, it's also the types of muscle fibers that have been worked out. And strength has way more to do with your core strength, including your abdominal muscles, your obliques, and your back muscles. The biceps seem to be a complete bullshit muscle group when it comes to judging one based on strength. Yeah, now the third muscle mentioned, now that I get the back on topic, is the coracobrachialis muscles. These are attaching themselves to the coracoid process of the scapula. If you take a quick look at this muscle, you can easily assume that it helps with flexion of the arm by helping with moving the arm upwards and adduction of the arm, which means moving your arm towards your torso. It's a nice little skinny one. What is going on? Are you choking the chicken? You sure that's the sound you usually make while you're about to splooge? Sound like a wheel squealing. What is going on? Void. I'm thinking I'm having allergies from dust. The allergies from the dust? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, for sensory innervation. The musculocutaneous nerve sends sensory signals of the lateral anterior portion of your forearms and some of the posterior portion of your forearms. I'd like the consumer to note that in anatomy, the arms are in a supinated stance, meaning that your palms are up, so your, your thumbs are lateral, while your pinkies are medial, just to avoid any confusion. Void. Yeah. What's going on? I'm drinking water right now. Water? Oh. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to get me my drink. What? <laughs> what was that? I'm going to go get something to help me breathe. What's going to help you breathe? Bob, void is out. Void of the void. Do, 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 do. What the fuck was that? <gasps> Oh, motherfuckers, goddamn coronavirus. What are you doing without me over here?
I'm just enjoying myself while you come along and fuck up life for the whole goddamn year. <laughs> yeah, you're just a bitch anyways. What'd you say to me? Nothing. Yeah. You just need to scratch my itch and my butthole anyways. Oh, ho, ho. always filled with the funny ones, aren't you, Gork? Maybe. Aren't you filled with a bunch of bullshit? I don't need to take no lip from you, Gork. You know I am your daddy, right, Corona? I brought you into this world, coronavirus, and I can take you out. No, you can't. I have spread all over the globe and caused all the pussy-ass humans to be afraid of a virus not nearly as dangerous as all the other viruses in history. That is a little debatable. What are you doing here? What kind of research, quote-unquote, are you doing, Gork? Well, we're just covering the brachial plexus. Ho, 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 ho. That's not really that funny. Yes, it is. That's all you're doing today? Just a break your plexus? Yes, that's all we're doing today. Why don't you go back to your room and play with yourself? No. Don't make me get out my belt and whip you. How dare you say that to me? I say what I want, when I want, how I want. Now. What'd you do that for? I'm trying to teach you some manners. Rationalizing is too difficult for me to do, so I went to primal leave man on your ass. You want me to do that again, Corona? Oh, screw you. You're no fun anyways. Poof. Hey, before you go, I know I'm running for president. You didn't, uh, you didn't do anything with that orange baboon. In the name of me, did you, Corona? Maybe. How many times I tell you, I can take care of problems on my own terms, because I am your daddy, Corona. What? I was just trying to help. Well, look what you did. Now he survived, and everybody's flipping out even more. <laughs> Welcome to October. Go back to your room. Okay, you little bastard. He called me little bastard, damn virus. Lloyd, you just got back, didn't you? You missed it. Coronavirus is back in my uh, box. Oh, no. Yeah, he think he's special. He told me he can go ahead and attack, you know, the blonde baboon, the blonde orangutan. <laughs> yeah, he did that in the name of me because I'm running for president. And I told him he oh. didn't have to do that. I can take care of my own. <laughs> but you know, Boys will be boys, huh? Yes. Do I sound better? I don't hear no wheezing. I took some flow and uh, some uh, big sleeper. Uh, 
anything. I, I know this was just a little bit because I was outside, and mm-hmm. sometimes when the leaves change, the dust from the leaves makes me cave feverish. Ah. Okay. For sensory information of your musculocutaneous nerves and sensory signals of the lateral anterior portion of your... Oh, I already said that. <clears throat> now, the pathway of this musculocutaneous nerve is that after it leaves the axilla, it pierces the... Korakukobalahabadubidepapoop. I mean, the coracobrachialis muscle, near the insertion of the muscle, located on the medial portion midway on the humerus. <clears throat> As this nerve travels down to the front of the upper portion of your arms, it is superficial in relation to the brachialis, but deep to in relation to the biceps brachii. After giving a branch for all those muscles it innervates that we mentioned, it then continues to give sensory branches to the lateral aspect of your forearms, as mentioned previously. This is what I shall go over for the musculocutaneous nerve branch of your brachial plexus. Onward, titties ahoy. On to the second branch. <clears throat> now, the second branch also known as your axillary nerve. Like all these nerve branches of the brachial plexus, the axillary nerve branch forms from the three cords of the brachial plexus in the axilla. The axilla godzilla nerve is said to be the direct continuation from none other than the posterior cord of the brachial plexus. The origins of the axillary nerve branch is from C5 and C6 spinal nerve roots located just anterior of the subcapularis muscle. The axillary nerve exits the axilla as what is called the inferior border of the subscapularis by means of what is noted to be the quadrangular space. Oh my god, all these goddamn words. Source number 12 has a good picture for the auxiliary nerve exiting from the quadrangular space. <clears throat> and the way I describe it is that it's a space just deep of the anterior portion of your delts, aka your shoulder muscles. This nerve is oftentimes hanging out with this artery, artery called the posterior circumflex humeral artery. But no need to worry about that because we're on to neuroscience. The axillary nerve is dedicated to passing medially in relation to the surgical neck of the humerus. At this point, it divides into three branches. You have the posterior terminal branch, the anterior terminal branch, and the articular branch. The posterior terminal branch is what innervates the posterior portion of your delts. And then the trace minor muscle, while the sensory innervation of the cutaneous tissue is for the inferior portion of your delts. 
For the trace minor muscle information, it appears from a simple web search that you can do on your own that the muscle is a stabilizing muscle and can help you round your shoulders forward so you could scratch, you know, back there on your back. Now for the anterior terminal branch, we have an innervation of the anterior portion of your delts after it's said to wind around the surgical neck of your humeral muscle. I mean your humeral bone. Now this is the second time I have mentioned the surgical neck of your humerus. The, sur the surgical neck is basically the skinny portion just below the head of your humerus. You know what I'm talking about, Void? Yes. Yeah, the little skinny part. Yeah, they don't call it the head of the humerus. They have another fancy-smancy word that I did not write down because I'm not focused on the boners. Now, for sensory innervation, the cutaneous tissue of the anterior and lateral portion of the delts is innervated by the anterior terminal branch of your auxiliary nerve. In the third branch of the branch called the auxiliary nerve branch, we have the articular branch. Whoa, the articular branch is said to innervate the glenohumeral joint. That's pretty helpful, teachmeanatomy.com. Pretty ambiguous, don't you think, Void? Yes. So I did a quick view of the pictures. Without any formal education, I will begin to assume now. So do not take anything I say as something you can quote and use in class with getting an A. I assume that this is a branch of the auxiliary nerve is helpful for our sensory, like the pain of the joint and the location of your joint as well, and perhaps some of the deeper muscle motor innervation. But don't take my word for it, once again, I am merely a sapien of the homo. Right, Void? Yeah. Just a bunch of sapiens of the homos here. Now, number three is the median nerve. Derived from the medial, the medial and lateral cords of the brachial plexus is the median nerve. I know, Void. Why not call this son of a bitch the medial lateral nerve instead of just the median nerve? I don't know why, but perhaps the name stuck to memory prior to figuring out the fact that you have both medial and lateral cords branching out to make this median nerve. It's conveyed that the primary nerve roots of origination for this nerve are from C6, C7, C8, and T1. But there has been some indicators that C5 may be a little promiscuous and creep alongside like a sneaky little bitch for the median nerve, you slut. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got a little out of hand there. Once I describe this motherfucking nerve, you should have experiences with this one that you will definitely be able to remember for the rest of your goddamn life. As long as you've had a phlebotomist or some technician take a blood samples poorly from your arms, this nerve travels laterally to your brachial artery, the main one that you can easily see in the cracks of your elbows. Once it gets to about halfway down, the medial nerve then crosses over to your brachial artery to become medial in relation to the brachial artery. 
Then the way this nerve enters your forearm is by means of what is called a cubital force, fossa. No, cubital fossa. The cubital fossa, in the technical term, is, uh, is the technical term for what I just called the cricks of your elbow. Oh. Yeah, some actually call it your elbow pits. Do you call it your elbow pits, Void? I have heard that, but I just, I just say inner elbow. Yeah, I like to call it the crux of your elbow because it sounds like the crux of the biscuit is the apostrophe. For those who don't know that reference, ooh, you can look up goddamn Stinkfoot by Frank Zappa. Ooh. Back to topic. After being in the forearm armpit, the median nerve travels to the anterior part of your forearm between the flexor digitorum profundus and the flexor digitorum superficialis muscles. These are medial muscles that help you grip and how you say void. What is it you call it? Jerk off? Beat it off? Beat your meat? Beat it like it owes your mommy? My goblicons void. Why don't they just leave their poor meat alone? Why don't you just massage it and give it good love, you know? You have nothing to say. Well, I'm just uh, disgusted in your vulgarness. What do you mean? Everybody jerks it. Everybody tugs on the wuggly. Tell me, Void. What is so vulgar about something that I say? If it's something that almost everybody I have ever met has done. Oh, like to keep it private. Oh, got to keep it private. Meanwhile, all our private information is displayed to any kind of foreign bastard to your phone. Oh, cannot talk about my private parts because God will not like that. While meanwhile, you'll go jerk off saying dick pics and titty pics to your women on the phone that gets sold information to a bunch of strangers that can use it against you and gets put inside of a large ass fucking building where they can then use it against you if they ever want to become totalitarian. Back to topic. There are two main branches named for the median nerve. One is called the anterior interosseous nerve, which supplies the deep muscle of your forearm. And then you have the palmar nerve, cutaneous nerve, the palmar cutaneous nerve, which innervates the skin of your lateral palm. So, by your thumb area is the sensation from your median nerve by the palmar cutaneous nerve a branch. Feel it, Void. Grip your meninges. Feel it in your palm. Part of the median nerve helps you feel your meninges. Then, after you grip your meninges, you can bring your hand up to your face. <laughs> Smell that? That is a... Yeah, that is a... Cranial nerve number one, olfactory, sending signals about your uh, mustiness on your meninges. Musty, musty, musty. Yeah. Now, where was I? I was talking about, oh yeah. Now, I imagine someone wanting to know about the third branch of the brachial plexus. The fourth branch of the brachial plexus. 
from the three primary codes of your cords of your brachial plexus. But shall I say, we are not done with the median nerve. No, 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 no. This amena branch called the median nerve travels past your wrist and enters through what is called the carpal tunnel to go to your hands. See, they call that a tunnel void. Why not call the axilla an axilla tunnel? Or your cubital fossa, your highway of your armpits. Your forearm armpits. We could also call these nerve branches and what have you, streets and avenues and plazas, in circles, roundabouts. Yeah, that might be easier for the city sapiens of the homo to remember. But then again, that would take way more effort than I want to. Let's go back. Okay. Once the median nerve is in the hand, there are two branches that split off inside of the hand. Not spit off void. Don't get any dirty ideas. The recurrent branch and the palmar digital branch are the two branches inside of your hand from the median nerve. The recurrent branch innervates what is called your thin arm muscles. While the palmar... What? Where are those located? Inside your hand. Oh. In the palmar digital branch innervates what is called the palmar surface, along with the lateral three and the half digits. So your thumb, your booger-picking index finger, and your birdie finger, and half of your ringless finger. Although I like to use my pinky when I uh, pick for a deep booger, I call the index finger a booger picker too. Sometimes the thumb if it's just on the outer rim. That's why I grow my pinky nails out long, Void. <laughs> Got to get it good up in there. Do you call it your pooper scooper? Pooper scooper? Why do you have poop inside of your boogers? I'm kidding. I just was making a funny. Oh, ha 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 ha. Now, there's a great picture from Source 5 that shows the sensory innervation most know for your palmar digital branch. It's like a halfway mark on your ringless finger down, straight down to your wrist. And everything oh. on the palm... What? I'm just looking at mine right now. And then everything on your palm, lateral to that, is innervated by this branch, the palmar digital branch of the median nerve. Then, your posterior portion of your hand, you have the tips of your fingers, your booger, picking finger, your fucking finger, and the half of the tip of your ringless finger, on that side, the back side, being oh. innervated by that nerve branch. This may also explain the difference between the sensations on different parts of your hand too. Go ahead and feel the tips of your finger on the back side. It didn't go to your, you know, where your tendons are on your backside of your hand. Ooh. But it's weird. It feels stronger. It feels less stronger on the top. Like you don't feel it as much, and then you go down, and you feel it more. Now you I would be remiss to not 
expressed that there might be different types of cutaneous tissue on different parts of your hands along with different sensory, you know, corpuscles, which I will not go into. That would deviate the sensations you get in your hand. But I do have a suspicion that different nerve innervation could actually impact the sensation as well. They didn't mean to cut you off, Lloyd. No, I was saying continue with what you're saying. Now, if you're confused about what I said with your lateral lumbrical muscles, that's what I said, right? Let me, let me check that again. Your thin arm nerves. Muscles. Your thin arm muscles. Yeah. Your lateral thin arm muscles. There. Oh, God damn it. I, I typed it down all wrong. Let me I heard through. something. I have to go check. What's up? What? Everything all good in the hold hood void? Yeah, Dad was just reminding me it's gonna rain today. Oh. So we have these lateral thin arm muscles, which are like the muscles around your thumb, you know, in that place between your thumb and your it's your thumb and your index kind of tendons those are the thinner muscles innervated by your palmar digital nerve branch and then we have the two lateral lumbrical muscles they are the two out of four muscles deep inside of your hand which kind of work with articulating your fingers you know you know you could do all sorts of dirty things like pick your nose and wiping your ass Mm -hmm. so now we know what the median nerve helps you do where it helps you flex your forearms and your lateral palm muscles and some of your finger articulation and sensory feelings we're going to the number fourth. So number four is the radial nerve. It's noted for being the ma- one of the major peripheral nerves, just like all the nerves we've mentioned of your upper limbs. <clears throat> the radial nerve it originates from C5, C6, C7, C8, and T1. The radial nerve is considered a continuation from the posterior cord of your brachial plexus. The radial nerve then travels posterior of your auxiliary artery. This nerve innervates the long and lateral heads of your triceps. The radial nerve then descends down your arms, where it is in the shallow depression within the surface of your humeral bones. This depression is called the radial groove. In source number six, the radial nerve wraps around from the posterior portion of your humerus in a diagonal manner towards the lateral portion of your upper limb. Then it innervates the medial head of your tricep brachii. This nerve is said to be accompanied, accompanied by the brachial artery in its path. 
like friends holding hands. This nerve then travels anteriorly to what is called the lateral epicondyle of the humerus by means of the cubital fossa. At this point, blah blah blah, the radial nerve branches out to branch to two branches called the deep and the superficial, superficial branches. The deep branches known for motor function by innervation of the posterior muscles in the forearms. So these are the extending muscles in your forearms for your hands. The superficial branch is known for sensory innervation of the cutaneous tissue of the posterior portion of your forearms and hands. So when you get mad and want to smack a bitch like a pimp void, you extend your whole brachial to smack her in the face with your radial nerve. So you can show that the bitch who's boss, like a boss. Right, Void? <coughs> Back to topic. I, I do not condone that. You don't? No. Why not? Because that's assault. You can joke about keeping your pimp hands strong, but that's about as far as it can go. How do you keep a pimp hand strong without showing a bitch who's boss? I know, but... You can't actively describe it because that may be against court of That's conduct. bullshit. You can describe anything you want. No. That doesn't I'm mean you condone that. shit. Uh, actually, it's in no. the user agreement when you signed up for the podcast. Well, I tell you what, I don't condone it, but I can describe it all I want. Okay, there we go. That's all you need to say. Oh, that, whoa, oh my god, they said something that scared the shit out of me, ah. No, it's other people for assault, not yourself, you dipshit. For me? Why are you saying that just because I described violence, people are going to blame me for other people doing violence? Oh, what does they remember their violence? That's a dipshit thing. Oh, they remember uh, it. Oh, they can't joke about it. Like, the, the whole point of comedy is making fun of the ugly. I know, but the person's brain works differently, so you don't know what's going to affect them or not affect them because they're not you. You're not them. No, definitely not them. I'm glad I'm not them. Jesus Christ, getting your panties up in a wad. You say that, but you've never been weak or been unable to defend yourself. I have gotten the shit to beat out of me before. By a big ape man. Uh, you don't see me bitching about it. I know, but that was... You could still defend yourself. Not really. That guy was so strong he could pick me up with one arm. I know, but you at least put that... He put his finger in my butt. Oh, you don't think I can't joke? Jesus Christ, that's how you overcome your PTSD, is you joke about it. No. I know, but some people deal about it differently. Well, they're not dealing with it if they can't joke about it. Because dealing about but it I'm... is being able to overcome those episodic memories. Pa, weaklings, so, so used to comfort and seeking the most easiest way out of everything. You cannot handle one moment of being a teaching, 
of having a hard learning moment? How dare you call yourself a human being? Centuries of human beings plundering, raping, pillaging, fucking everything in their path, even sheeps and goats, in horses, and you go complain about me making a joke about being a dirty, filthy, sapien of the homo pimp. Pa! Go suck a meninge. Okay, whatever. Don't blame me if they come for you. Oh, uh, they come for me, I'll come all over their faces. Why would they come for me? What they gonna do? Cancel me? No, maybe cancel the podcast, but... They can't cancel the podcast, I'll move to a different host site. Whoa, I'll host it myself. I don't condone no violence. Bitches. This is called a comedy podcast, anywho. What are you talking about? You ever heard of satire? I know, uh, but can't handle can be- what? A person's mind works differently. You should know that more than anyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why you should not censor people because their minds work differently. And guess what? Censoring people only puts people underneath the ground and causes more issues because people aren't able to discuss the issues. Then you have more chasms in the social atmosphere. And that's why you have what's happening now. Because you have one group going, You can't say that. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter the context. Blah, blah, blah. Then you have another group going, Oh, I'm going to say it's even worse now. And then they get pushed on the ground. Then they spread that to their family members and children that they have. And then you have groups like the KKK coming out because they cannot articulate themselves well enough to have a decent discussion to realize how wrong they are in their opinions. That's what's wrong with censorship. It's bullshit. And the real liberals are the liberals from the 60s and 70s who hated censorship. People who claim to be liberal and want censorship should go kill themselves right now. That is a joke. If you don't like it, you turn off the podcast, listen to something that makes you happy, you little pussy. The views of Gork are intelligent and people who do not understand them should go fucking bury their head in the ground. Blah, 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 some people can't control their brains because of brain chemistry. So they may feel irrational and not be able to deal with it. So we have to respect their wishes yeah. and their autonomy. That's why we have the warning at the beginning of the podcast. We're called explicit. Yes, but explicit for weird things. But also, it's kind of fucked up. So you got to learn better because I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong, but yet you yeah. cannot rebuttal anything I said. You just say, I think you're wrong? Well, that's because I know you're wrong, and I'm right. (laughs) You can't even articulate your point of view. You sound like a Twitter whore. No, I literally said people cannot handle it, and it may affect them differently, so maybe you should watch what you say. I think you're limited. No, I'm literally just saying that it may, may make people 
people feel uncomfortable that they can't control it. It's not panties in the wad or some other That's thing. That's what that it is. That's what panties are in wad for. No, but it is someone who is trying to not relive the fact they got assaulted. So maybe you waving it in their face like a dick doesn't mean they want to see a fucking dick. Well, yeah, that's 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 because this podcast not meant for them. Goodbye. I know, but still, just because saying that out there, also it's a shitty take because it's a for dipshit. So you need to grow the fuck up, Gork. What you're talking about, dipshits? Dip. You're using you're using ad hominems, which is not a logical attack. It's actually a part of your amygdala and not your prefrontal cortex. Yes, but sometimes I think you need to do a little bit more growing and wait. realize that you're too self-centered about stuff. Wait, and don't realize wait, wait, what Gork. you say affect other Wait, people. Gork. Wait. Would you not say the harder learning experiences are the strongest character-building experiences, Void? Yes, but that is you. There are other people. You're not empathizing with other people. Your emotional intelligence is very lacking sometimes. Nah, what you talking about? I know about the fact that if you start to work harder and start to learn better, you actually grow up. And that's very intelligent about emotions. Yes, but emotional intelligence is understanding why someone is feeling uncomfortable and the reason why, and you're just shitting all over it. But the fact is that you're going into, it's kind of a shit take. Wow. Pretty interesting. Yes. You just flipped it all around and twisted it all up in a knot. Yes. Because being Sorry. mature because is being able to handle what? stuff. No, but the fact is you saying that makes me feel uncomfortable because I know it is wrong 100%. So no, you don't. I'll... That's all you said. Yes, I know I... it's wrong. You can't articulate it. You can't articulate shit because I know it's wrong because of the way it affects other people. And I know it's wrong because we have moved beyond that as a society. So I'm trying to enlighten you yeah. on the fact Yeah, you got to move. You haven't moved upon it if you can't joke about it. You can't. Everything is not a fucking joke. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, your mama. That is a joke. But still, the fact Why? is. Smack a bitch with your pimp hand. That is not a joke. You can't mock. You can't mock that. No, that's... you can't. That's that. You went into a wrong debate describing you doing it to someone else. That is the difference. Void. The fact that... Void. I was just trying to relate to the listener that your radio nerve is the nerve that you use when you extend your arm in a pimp slap for a bitch. Yes. But that doesn't condone anything. That's just a description. You can't yes. you can't joke about that? I know, but the fact is your take on why people are panties in the twist is wrong. Because the fact is they can't control why they are like that. They have a it is a autonomic response of their trauma. So that's what I'm trying to tell you that there are people that have irrational thoughts about it because of the bad experiences they had in the past about it, so you have to respect their wishes 
and make sure when you say shit, you need to be like, okay, I'm sorry, I crossed the line, whatever, okay? Because the fact is, your take is kind of centrist bullshit that doesn't fucking make any sense because it's insensitive. Boy, when you just said I needed to grow up, that was insensitive. You get butthurt over the smallest little things. Yeah, that's what I could say about them when I make a joke about uh, slapping a bitch with my pimp hand. Exactly, but the fact is that's not addressing your previous trauma. That's only... I think all your arguments are just a bunch of dogma hooey made up by some liberal propaganda and you should probably do some articulation. I'm sorry, but people... I'm wrong, yes, I know. ...can't articulate it right. Because there's been science behind the people relive their experiences by hearing that. So the triggering and all that kind of stuff is real. Well, you call me dipshit all the time and dumbass. You know, you know what that is? That actually brings a bunch of uh, emotional issues from growing up in my past. Where people in high school used to call me a dumbass. So I would like you to say nothing about that. But okay. I don't make a bitch complaint. Because even though that irks me and makes me want to strangle you, Void, I don't do it. Yes. So, yes, but that's not because I'm being respectful. Is, assault of... is crossing the line. Assault is crossing the line. No, that's what no. I am getting. Void, there is way more damage to the nervous system when you have mental abuse than physical abuse. Unless if you're smashing yes. someone's head in. No, but I'm talking, I'm talking for the extreme accounts of uh people being actually uh, like not assaulted grabbed or that because the trauma sticks with them of actual i'm talking about the actual real deal like fucking rapist style shit not yeah the, well, a bitch slapping is not a, a rape void yes i know but i'm just saying that those kind of imagery Hate towards women kind of is kind of a slippery What, slope, slapping so a bitch does not mean slapping a woman, Void. Slapping a bitch is slapping a bitch. They're two totally different things. Okay, whatever. Let's just drop it and realize that I don't want to be a part of you saying that shit because I know it's wrong sometimes. That's very hypocritical. No, it's not. Yeah, calling me a dipshit is a definitely serious post-traumatic stress. I used to get called a dumbass in the middle of a hallway walking from or to another class. I used to have people mocking me when I'd make a satirical joke with dry humor. Then I was ostracized. You don't think that's post-traumatic stress? Being ostracized and being left out of social circles in high school? You know what that could do to someone? Yes. No, it's bullshit. My post-traumatic stress is definitely real. Not saying it's the same thing, but I tell you what. It does make me not think properly and makes me stutter sometimes. I don't so you can pretend you can pretend like brain. you're so you're so so special and you care and you're empathetic and emotionally intelligent, but yet you call me dumbass. And I don't complain. You want to know why? Because I know why? that you're just saying stupid shit out of your mouth, just like what I just did about bitch slapping someone. So, you could tell me all you want, that I'm wrong, and blah blah blah, but if I can't say that, that is called tyranny, and that is what I hate about what's going on in the world. 
Tell me what no, I can't not. say. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is no, definite. I'm just saying. When you tell you someone they can't say something you don't like, that is called tyranny and the absence of freedom and against the Constitution. Actually, it's not because inciting violence is not covered in free speech. It's not inciting violence. It's me mocking violence. There's a difference. Also, the fact is there is no free speech existence of what you think because the fact is free speech only affects the government coming and telling you what you kind of can't do, not other people. So that's literally not censoring because we're on okay. a private okay. platform. Okay, it's, it's unpatriotic because you're not following the Constitution yourself. Oh yeah, using the radial nerve to bitch slap a hoe. Exactly. No, I'm I got all worked up. My panties are so worked up in my butthole. I know. Boy, can you find yours? I can't find mine. Oh. Oh, he's up there like a tampon. Oh, there it is. Or a man, or a man pond. Oh. Oh, when you got the shits. It's all brown. Oh, stinky too. <laughs> oh, yeah, number five. The five branch of your brachial plexus. Let me check to see if this thing's recording. Okie dokie. The ulnar nerve. Like the radial nerve, the ulnar nerve is considered a major nerve of the Upper limbs in your peripheral nervous system, like all these other nerves. A continuation of the medial cord, the ulnar nerve is originated from the spinal nerve roots C8 and T1. After branching out from the medial cord of your brachial plexus, the ulnar nerve travels down the medial aspect of your upper arm. After this, when the ulnar nerve gets to your elbows, it passes posterior to that of your medial epicondyle. The medial epicondyle is what I think people whack themselves from time to time with, where they call it being hit in the funny boner. It's that one point on your elbow joint. The ulnar branch has a branch off called the articular branch, which supplies that joint of your elbow. Source number seven also indicates this nerve is a vulnerable place for trauma. Inside of the forearms, the ulnar nerve pierces what is called the flexor carpi alt ulnaris. These flexor carpi this flexor carpi ulnaris is one of multiple muscles located on the anterior portion of the forearms. It appears in source number 9 that the flexor carpi ulnaris attaches to the medial epicondyle. When this crosses over to the lateral portion of your wrists, after the ulnar nerve penetrates the flexor carpi ulnaris, it travels deep to the muscle, running along the side of the ulna. For those who don't know, the ulna 
is the medial bone in your forearm. Inside the forearm, three branches arise from the ulnar nerve. Three branches are called the muscular branch, the palmar cutaneous branch, and the dorsal cutaneous branch. The muscular branch of the ulnar nerve innervates two anterior muscles of the forearm. The palmar cutaneous branch is innervates the medial half of the palm. Ah, so sensation wasn't picked up. If the sensation wasn't picked up from your palmar cutaneous branch of your medial nerve, then you have your ulnar nerves palmar cutaneous branch to pick up the rest. This is where you'll get sensation of your medial posterior part of your fingers too on your hands, completing the whole sensation of your fingers in your hands. With both the medial nerve and your ulnar nerve. A simplistic view of the ulnar nerve is that it comes from the world down under in your armpit, travels down medially your arm, and extrudes out through the back and parts around. Yep, this is definitely the funny boner nerve. It sucks when you hit it, especially on the table. That sucks. Yeah. You okay, Void? Yeah, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad we got that worked out. I'm tearing up right now. Why is that? Because I think people hate me without even knowing what I'm trying to say. No, it's okay. You sure? Yes. You think I should cut it all out? No, no, no. Like a cancer in our podcast. Growing. Growing. And so everybody will get mad at us. I think we worked it out and explained ourselves, so. Yeah, we need to do that more, Void. I actually liked it. It was like an orgasm of my, my brain and my eyes. Yes. Hey, have you ever heard, you know, like a classical song that that ha- has a gain from the guitar and then the uh-huh. solo sounds like, like blues? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's actually the next song that we're going to play after this episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's actually the end of the brachial plexus in our topic of the cervical spinal nerves we're gonna go down to thoracic next time but i think next week we're actually gonna we're actually gonna do the debate once i get a hold of gary i keep telling you gary's dead void that's not what soul fucking podcast says I don't want to disappoint you uh, once you find out, but... Let me have my fun! Oh. Okay. Until next week. Void? Yeah. Until next week. We leave in peace. Peace. Now. I said now. You play what I want you to play, you son of a bitch. But I won't want to. I don't care. What? You hungry? You haven't eaten in three days? What? 
human cadaver asshole not good enough for you? It tastes like shit. Yeah, no. You play good, I'll let you eat the cock and balls. Well, that sounds pretty good. <laughs>